Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Teamwork, A Better Way podcast. I'm Christian Napier, uh, joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how you doing? I am great. Again, good day. I've got my uh, my running shorts on. It doesn't look like it right now, but, uh, you know, underneath here, I'm all ready to go up for a hike with, with Gianna this, as soon as we're done. <laughs> Yeah, business up top, party out back kind of thing. That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> How are you, well, Christian? I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How was your weekend? Did you have a nice weekend? I did. And uh, it was, you know, a little, little rainy. And so I, I, I didn't get to do some of my, uh, my fun mountain biking, but uh, had some good times with family. Yeah, same here. Same here. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, thanks for always looking so dapper, and I'm super excited for our guest today, Spencer. So why don't you go ahead and introduce her? Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Teresa, for joining us. Teresa Arietta Walsh is uh, someone that I've known for now, what, about six years, Teresa? I think we oh, met. Wow. Yeah, we actually met at a conference that she sponsors for, uh, you know, it's a CPA conference. And you've been sponsoring that every year, as far as I know, and probably goes back further than that. But she is a 28-year uh, career professional here with Robert Half. And if you know anything about Robert Half, I mean, this is an organization that, what, what do you have, like 345 locations worldwide, 13,000 employees, all focused on, you know, the, typically it's CPAs and, and, and project uh, experts to, to, uh, to help their, their clients, but uh, focused their headquarters in the Bay Area, what, Menlo Park area, is that right? Yep. Yep. Which is where which is where you're located, and uh, so working there since 1993, you have a little bit of experience, and you are also a CPA, which makes you very qualified when you go to these uh, CPA conferences to to speak from uh, the pers- you know perspective that that they will understand. And you manage the project or the PMO, the project management office practice, at Robert Half in the Bay Area, and. You're working with with organizations that need both contract and full time uh, uh, PMO resources. We're going to talk a little bit about that and in, in how that works, and because you know th- that's that's a really big part of today's workforce. You know, contractors outsourcing and all of that, and and how that leads into to, to teamwork. Really, that's the focus of this podcast. So we'll we'll get to that in just a moment. And I also love the fact that you are involved in an organization that is near and dear to my heart, which is PMI. And hopefully we have many people from uh, Project Management Institute from around the world that have been invited today. And maybe you're watching on LinkedIn. And if you are, uh, or any other platform, just if, if you go in the comments and make a comment, it'll show up. And, and we, Or if you have questions for Teresa, and I hope you do, uh, please ask those in the comments, and and we will see those. But a couple other things I want to mention about Teresa is she is involved in also two great organizations, namely Junior Achievement, and I, I imagine Teresa with the uh, with the you know the need for quality and qualified CPAs in the world today that it, it's got to start young. You're out there you know, creating opportunities for, for these great opportunities for young people in this wonderful career. Is that right? 
Yeah, I love Junior Achievement. It really teaches the kids about business acumen and entrepreneurship. And it's just an awesome organization. So I've really had fun with Junior Achievement. That is amazing that you're involved in that. And you're also involved in the National Charity League, which is really about creating, you know, this um, philanthropy mindset and leadership mindset with young women in, mm -hmm. in, organ in communities around the country. Is that right? That's right. It's an awesome organization. It really introduces introduces us to lots of neat nonprofits and doing work with them. It's just been a lot of fun. Really rewarding. And and now we're back in person more, which is great. What a you know wonderful. Both of those organizations are 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 so needed today and in, in helping prepare our youth for for what's needed. That the challenges that we're facing in the workplace today mm -hmm. are significant. And, and so that work is, is, is wonderful. So we're so glad to have you and, and all of your experience. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, what, what, what is it like right now in the day of the life of a, of a 20 year Robert Half professional that you've, I mean, there's lots of needs out there right now that I'm sure you're trying yeah. to fill. Incredible. The market has is so unique right now. We've never been busier, really. Had a phenomenal 2021. This year has been incredibly busy, too. A lot of movement in the market. I, I think the things that stand out for me, um, having worked in the project management practice for 10 years now, is over COVID and with this remote workforce, I've been introduced to resources all over the U.S. And it's been a very different recruiting you know, um, experience for us. Um, you know, there's nuances for sure with people from different areas and cultures, and there's kind of some preconceptions we have, i.e. West Coast, we appear to be more collaborative and kind of naturally a little bit more of a team type of environment. The folks back East tend to be a little bit more direct to the point. And so I have to kind of maneuver and kind of negotiate and, and kind of help people facilitate these conversations so that they can get to know them well enough to know really, hey, I think this person really could be a good fit. And then they may come across a little differently initially, but I can see they've got some good experiences and they share with me how they do negotiate and lead and problem solve. So I've had fun definitely getting introduced to people from, from different markets. I think the other thing I'm finding is that hiring managers can take advantage of the time zone difference. It really isn't a hindrance a lot of the time. I think having people start earlier from, you know, uh, Texas area or back east um, actually is advantageous. They can really get some stuff done before they're joining others uh, when we come in on the Pacific time zone. So that hasn't really been a hindrance. Well, so, that's gonna, um, that's gonna be more at the end of your day then, right? Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. And so, uh, well, no, they come in at the beginning. They're already working by the time right, you start, right, right. right? So they're warmed up, right? And they've already got stuff done, which hiring managers really appreciate having some stuff on their desk right, right when they log in. And so, so anyway, I, I'm finding that has been working out well, too. Um, so those are a couple of things that stand out. Um, I, I think, obviously, um, I think, you know, it's about relationships. You know, the, the thing I don't want to happen is to be surprised that somebody is resigning from one of my engagements. I don't want that to happen. I really got to understand how the, the project is coming along. So there are some things I've done to facilitate camaraderie. So let me go over a couple of those because I think- well, hold, hold, but you, 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 hold, hold, you just gave us so much. I, I, I got to focus on, on something. There was a lot in what she said, Christian, don't you yeah. think? Just a second ago. But one of the yeah, things- Yeah, lots that of I, there. 
Yeah. Can I just focus on one thing that you said that I think, you know, I think be, before COVID, you know, th this remote work was a thing, but not at the scale that it is now. And so what I heard you say is that organizations are now really, th their recruiting has, has just thrown open the doors to people anywhere. So all across the country, more teams are dispersed, project teams, and that's international as well. I mean, so many companies have teams in India, Romania, Eastern Europe, wherever, anywhere across the world. And that what that's doing is, A, it's, it's making talent more available, but these remote and dispersed teams are creating new and different challenges. And that's what you're focusing on is how do you then now manage all these, these dispersed teams? Yeah, that's right. So there's a couple things that I do um, to facilitate you know, interactions and, and good learnings and such. So I am very involved in Project Management Institute. And there's many meetings that are free to people to come to where you don't have to be a PMI member. And as, as regular as I go to about four or five meetings every month, I invite my resources to those. So they join me in PMI meetings via Zoom, which has been really beneficial. We also support our consultants and people we place permanently in jobs with training that's much needed. So for example, we have something called Skillport Books 24-7, which gives them access to literally over 6,000 courses. So when my people log in, they notice there's a section of about 400 courses with a PDU to renew their PMP certification every three years. Our CPAs like myself have the PDU, to, I mean, sorry, the CPE to renew their license every two years. So that's been an incredible tool to help them uh, maintain their certifications and get training they need. Maybe they're interviewing for a job and the, the client uses Smartsheet and they're not familiar with that project management tool where they can get into Skillport and take those classes before they interview with the hiring manager. So those are some other things in addition to, you know, making sure they're enjoying the engagement, they're getting the resources they need and the training that we provide directly to our, our people on, on billing. The other thing I'd say is I, I love seeing my people. I mean, there's nothing like getting in front of them. And so anytime I have a resource place that's in the Bay Area at large, I definitely meet up with them every at least every 90 days. Um, for larger teams I've got within one project management office, I'll meet up with them every month for a happy hour. And what I do is I rotate the happy hour to make it more convenient where they reside in the Bay Area to make sure eventually after three or four iterations of the happy hour, I've got everybody that's come and joined. And often what I'll do is I'll do a video um, of the happy hour. So I can share that with those team members that are not local, where we greet them, we say, we wish you were there, you know, we each say a high five, hi, and it's just really fun. We want to make sure people feel a part of the team, both at the office and after hours. So I, I love getting together with, with my people. So those are a couple of the fun things that I facilitate every month to do, um, to keep that camaraderie and just like get, help people get to know each other on a more personal level. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. And I didn't sure. know if Spencer was going to hit a button or not. He was looking intently there and I thought <laughs> maybe he's going to hit a button. But uh, so, so the question is, I think these things that you're doing are fantastic and I'd like to learn more about them. I'm curious about the impact of doing these things, building a relationship has had on the retention of your team and their performance. 
Yeah. And, and, and it's there's nothing worse than having somebody resign. As I said, I'm very risk averse to resignations and I'm very, um, you know, uh, you know, very upfront at, at when I place somebody, I want them to know, hey, I really will stay with you on this engagement. I, I, I do want to talk to you every month. Um, there's a new technology we're utilizing at Robert Half called Hinterview. We have the ability to actually video a conversation, a communication to somebody and then to um, email them that video so that it easily with a click of the button, we can share a message. And I just, I think it's so fun to do these interviews. I actually really have fun doing them and then seeing myself afterwards and before I send it, it's been a real learning lesson for me um, and, and just a lot of fun. And so there's different ways we can um, connect with people. And so like over the holidays, I had holiday messages with some holiday cheer and, you know, kind of season greeting stuff behind me to stay in touch with people. Um, I also have like cards I, I, I um, hold up like that say shine your light or congratulations. And I'll compliment them on some, some feedback I got from my hiring manager about a job well done in some area. And so I'll, I'll send them that card that I show them in the video as long, along with like a Starbucks gift card. So there's just little things like that that help me stay front and present with the people I have working with me. Um, and so That was fun. <laughs> yeah, right. I told you we'd probably cut you off there, but uh, so so that's great. And and you're doing these things, and and interesting that you have this. I, I checked out Hinterview before our interview, and it's a, a UK company. It's really interesting, and it's it's really a recruiting tool. But you're using that also as a relationship building tool, is what I'm hearing you. Yeah, with both my hiring managers as well as with my resources. And let me just say one quick thing. With a hiring manager, what I'm going to do is when I'm sourcing the best available talent, I will email them the resume and then provide them a video message about why I really feel this is a great candidate for their opening. It's a much more powerful message. Um, and so that's been incredibly beneficial to really give some insight to the candidate in a video. Wow. Okay. So, and how is this, how is that process helping the hiring manager? What do you notice as you use something like this that, that may be different in, in their acceptance of the candidate? Yeah, it's really about kind of, there's so much you can't hear about a person, about their style, the way they approach work, how they problem solve. So I give them some of that in my video message. Um, their hiring manager would say this about them. So I give them what a reference would say about their strengths. Um, I may tell them as a manager, um, their staff would say this is their strength. So I reference some of that. I talk about how I think they're going to fit in with the team, why I think given their style and approach, I think they would fit in well with that team. So there's, there's nuances that cannot be conveyed in a resume than able to 
do on a video. And, and Spencer, as, as you probably know, so much about hiring is about the person. Is this the right person to fit into my team? And so I'm really able to address those soft skills, those problem solving skills, there's ability to negotiate and set priorities, things that um, a hiring manager really cares about in their PMO resource. So that's how I think it's been beneficial. Yeah, I, I actually just was with a, a client of mine yesterday who had asked me to join them on a, on a hiring interview. And it's, it's, it's something, it's not really a big part of what I do, but you know, after we've identified those threshold requirements or skills, it's all about culture. And, and mm -hmm. it's all about how is this person going to fit in with the team that we currently have? Because anytime you add or take away someone to the team, it really impacts mm -hmm. the, the, the team is a living structure. I mean, a living organis, uh, organism, and it, it has an impact on all the individuals and you add somebody and that is that is a huge, huge impact on on how the team is going to be successful. So I hear that that's something that is very f central to your process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, especially in this remote environment, we're not getting a chance to meet up with them, right? All you know regularly, right? So that's really been key. Absolutely, we're a little. The other thing I would acknowledge is in the Bay Area we're very progressive and advanced and agile. That's been one thing that's evolved tremendously over the last 10 years. You know, Scrum being about 80% of the agile work out there. And then you've got scaled agile and lean and combine. I do have to say, um, a little bit of the challenge I have with people outside the Bay Area is they're not as versed and some and many have never done an engagement in agile so that's the one thing i think we've got a competitive advantage of being here locally to actually meet the hiring manager's needs in an agile setting is that people from the bay area tend to have more of that experience so that's the one thing that stands out which you know i have more of a difficulty sourcing when i'm looking at people outside the bay area So that's been fun. Well, I've, really I've got another question, right? So, yeah. so you you have taken on some some responsibilities to make sure that there is a culture and a rapport uh, built between you and and the team. What do they do to build that rapport with each other? Uh, and I don't know how your teams are structured. If you've got, you know, uh, depending on the size of the team, there might be project managers that are dedicated to the delivery of uh, certain projects. And so, are they are they doing things that that complement the things that you are doing in, you know, in terms of sending out the cards and the videos and the gift certificates and things. And, and yet what, what are individual team members expected to do to contribute to this kind of collegial uh, project relationship? Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you so much. It's a great question. Um, I, I'm really proud to say Robert Half has been ranked, I think, 24 years in a row now by Forbes top 100 best employers. We've been recognized as a great place to work. And I do have several project management teams at Robert Half Corporate where I have people working as well as lots of other clients in the Bay Area. And one thing we do really well as far as um, recognizing our people is 
we have something called an everyday hero, where at any point in time in any day, you can recognize somebody for their efforts with kind of a, a card or a video that gets bubbled up to the employee and their management team. And my resources have shared some of those everyday heroes. They see that they're getting, obviously, but then some of their other team members are. And that's just been an awesome way to recognize people anytime, any day, with their good effort and their good job. Um, and I do find um, that my managers are definitely having a regular uh, meeting with the team at large to go over projects, many of which is every day, like an AM uh, project management intake session where the whole team gets together and figured it, figures out you know who's got the capacity to take on this project or who's interested in learning more about Agile or Kanban. We can give this initial smaller Kanban project to a PM so they get you know that kind of experience and training. So I think it is really important to know you know what skill set people have going into a project, but also what they're hoping to get out of it during the their engagement. And so I definitely pull that out in interviews and I recognize what I think we can give you in this engagement is this kind of experience. And then I want to make sure as I'm talking to them on my regular phone calls with them and the hiring manager that they actually are getting that experience. So I, I would say really regular team meetings, some of which are definitely every day. And then my managers definitely meet one-on-one. -on -one. I would say on average, you know, at least once or twice every week with my resources. Um, some of them have definitely also scheduled their own lunches or happy hours with local resources as well. So I've seen that occur too. Um, so it's a variety of things really um, that hiring managers are doing. Um, I, I Your timing's yeah. impeccable, Spencer. It is, isn't it? Isn't it great? It was just that that perfect little moment. But I, I you, just, you do. She was on that. I just want to say another thing. Yeah, no, she's got another boom. thought. But so so just I want to summarize because just in dealing yeah. with remote project teams, I, I heard many things. I mean. Uh, getting together uh, with uh, when you can, like every 90 days for happy hours, um, regular video calls with, with the teams, uh, daily intake meetings. There's learning opportunities that you're doing through your skill port and, and other things. Just any time that you can get together that you're, you're doing that. Um, also helping each other become aware of, of just cultural nuances between regions and, and, and talking about those, those are some things that, and taking advantage of, of time zones to really help, uh, uh, support the team, you know, and, and those are things that we heard that, that are really helpful to, to, you know, manage these dispersed teams. Um, so I know you have another thought, but I'd, I'd love to transition to how you're working with your internal teams and, and making sure that they're engaged and, and everybody's on the same page. But, um, Go, go back to your your thought that I... Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Actually, that was my next thought. You got exactly read my mind. I was going to say, I do also have my internal Robert oh, okay. hat. <laughs> and so this has been new for us, obviously, to work remote. And, and right now, we're still a remote workforce at Robert Half, both from a field operations perspective, which I'm a part of in my yeah. business development and recruitment efforts, and then from a corporate perspective. <clears throat> but um, I think one thing that stands out is we have a board meeting every morning. And that's on Microsoft OneNote. So OneNote has been great for us. We started using OneNote pre-COVID because it was such a great collaboration tool where we can track our open requisitions 
and our candidates, kind of our hottest candidates, and talk about new engagements that we have and who's our best available talent, as well as discuss how can we extend an end. When we've got somebody out on an engagement, it's easier for us to kind of figure out what more work may be present for that resource at that existing client. There may be other work to be done and or other hiring managers that we can pro profile our resource to. So OneNote's been awesome that we utilize, you know, quite aggressively um, with Robert Half and our internal teams. And then um, we've had branch calls where uh, on a monthly basis, you know, I'm part of the San Ramon branch, field operation branch at Robert Half. And we'll have a call um, amongst maybe our branch and the other East Bay locations, Walnut Creek, Pleasanton. And we want to introduce new people that are part of our organization. I think it's really important to recognize recognize you've got very tenure people like myself and we have a lot of tenure at Robert Half. We've been a great place to work and we have a lot of employees with many years with us. So it's one thing for us to know each other pre-COVID, but we really want to make sure we're bringing in new people and having them feel a part of the Robert Half family. So obviously that for me would be having them, new people that are on my team, join me in interviews. Even if they're coming onto my team as a business development person, we still want them to understand what is our interviewing process like? What are my people doing on the back end to bring in the best talent and really query them effectively an interview so that when my salesperson has an open job, they're confident that I, as their recruiter, are going to bubble up the best available talent. So there's all kinds of things we need to do to build that trust and that knowledge. So that's so that's, really, that's really an important part because it, it, I imagine that many of the hiring managers are saying, well, you know, you probably just want to just close the deal with us and whatever, whoever's available. And what you're saying is, no, we're going to make sure. And, and so your, your, your business development people need to have that confidence that we're not just closing the deal to, to, to get this off, you know, check the box. It is, we want to make sure that you come back again and again for the best possible candidates or, or assets, I think is what did you call them? Uh, resources, <laughs> resources, resources, resources. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And, and you made a comment earlier, and I want to touch on that. When we have a new hiring manager that hasn't worked with us, we will be with our candidate or resource on that initial interview call. So we introduce our person to the hiring manager, and then we stay on that initial project discussion. Because what happens is, we learn a lot more about the company, the culture, the scope of the work as we hear the hiring manager and our resource discuss the role in more detail. So that's incredibly enlightening for us to actually you know, be present um, like you would expect from any kind of consulting firm that we're you know, managing the project with our resource and we want to make sure that we understand the true scope of the job. So that's a key thing for us, particularly with a new hiring manager that we're working with. So again, I think it's just a matter of our, our people need to feel like we've got our skin in the game. You know, we really are taking the time to make sure we know what we're dedicating to do on behalf of our hiring manager. And so that's important as far as our teamwork with the resources that we're placing in supporting our hiring manager. So I've got a question for you, uh, you know, coming out of COVID, which was really a seismic uh, change in, in, in the business landscape. And then, uh, you know, we, we now, what is 
commonly referred to, we are dealing with the great resignation and we have inflation going on. There are a lot of challenging uh, external uh, factors. And I'm curious how Robert Half has dealt with these changes over the last two years. Have the core principles stayed the same and the strategies the same? Or have some adjustments needed to be made uh, to accommodate this kind of new reality that we're all in these days? Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, we um, have LinkedIn. That was not supposed to happen. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, I, you know, it's interesting. I, um, I did two things recently, which w was really like reinforced what we know is already going on. Uh, I sent out a LinkedIn job posting and so much of the majority of the respondents were not from the Bay Area. There's a lot of people from, you know, kind of midsection of the USA, kind of Texas, a lot of people from back east that are looking for work. And I think part of why that is, is that they recognize they can now be introduced to these very well-known companies, you know, Google, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, on the West Coast that they've never had an opportunity to really work with before. So they're really applying to these jobs. And the second is they also know that their compensation will be greater. Yet, as I bring people on from back east, um, the hiring manager's happy because they're not paying as much for that talent. But that person I'm placing is actually making more than they typically would. I mean, you think about these much significantly different cost of living areas where we're pulling talent and there's a big gap. So what I'm trying to say is hiring managers locally are taking advantage of resources that are coming in at very good price points. That's definitely occurring. So I'm surprised at how much of the response is from back east as I as I uh, advertise our openings. The second thing I did recently was uh, plug about 1,700 people I've interviewed that are from the Bay Area, asking them, are you looking for work? Let me know. And I had so few responses. I'm talking less than 10 people that said, yeah, I'm actually looking for work. So you know, we're very employed here. I think we have incredible talent in the Bay Area. I think we're incredibly sophisticated in what we do in program and project management. And that really was pronounced to me when I did those two activities lately. So that I think that's the one thing that I would say is has been my real aha. As I've been I just, I, I'm so I'm curious, why do you think that is that there's just so few applicants? Is that because everybody is currently working? Or, yeah, I think we're very full employment. I, I think we are. We also may have some people that, um, you know, maybe they haven't gone back to work yet. Maybe we've got some people that are more financially have the wherewithal to kind of wade this thing out a little bit longer. Certainly, we've had some people retire. I mean, absolutely, there's been people that have retired out of this thing as well, you know, earlier than expected. But I think we have an incredibly, uh, you know, sophisticated, desirable working population here in the Bay Area that really has employment. And so they're definitely finding jobs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll ask my final question. And then Spencer, I don't know if you're going to have one more because we're kind of up against it. But my final question for you is what does the future hold? I mean, as you look into what's happening now and you are in Robert half is projecting to the future. Uh, where do you see things going? 
You know, I do think um, in the Bay Area, we've been more supportive of remote workforce. When you, that's another reason, I'm sorry, I should have said why people from back East, Texas, et cetera, are interested in our jobs because their employers have been more aggressive about bringing them into the office. And that's been sometimes five days a week and they're not really wanting to do five days a week. So it's attractive for them as we advertise these roles that are hybrid and remote. That's been a driving force for people to apply as well. So I, I think to your point, we are seeing more Bay Area companies starting and some of the big ones, right? You know, Google, you know, asking people to come into the office some of the time. I just ended another PMI event before I joined this one, this uh, podcast. And, you know, a 2000 employer base here is bringing people back every Tuesday and Wednesday, but they've done such a great job to bring people back. They have breakfast and lunch served for their people. They, uh, their employees, they actually do an event once a month. They just had a beer and wine tasting to really bring people together socially. So I do think you're going to find, you know, more and more gradually bringing people back. But I think the one thing I've heard from people is it, it is energizing, but it is exhausting too. We have to kind of build up our, um, our, our, you know, ability to do this again. You know, we, we're just not used to getting dressed, getting into the car, driving, interacting with more. So, so I think we're gonna have to build up our momentum again to kind of get back into the groove of coming into the office. I think, you know, I, I don't, I would, I would be hesitant to say you got to come back five days a week right away. I don't think that's a good idea. I think you got to gradually bring people back in. And so, I, I do think we're seeing that, um, and it's, um, uh, but it's been more prevalent for sure in other parts of the, of the country already. Yeah. Uh, no, no questions. I, I just great, great information. And I'm so, uh, so happy that you joined with us today, Teresa. Well, thank you for having me. My pleasure, really. Well, it's definitely been our honor to have you here, Teresa. And if people who have been watching this or will watch it here or listening to it, uh, through the various channels. If they want to learn more about what you're doing with Robert Half and they want to connect in some way, what's the best way for them to reach out and contact you? I love it. I love it. Do not hesitate to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I have a lot of referrals of resources every week that are looking for work. I really appreciate your referrals. I've been incredibly busy for the last 18 months. We have a referral bonus that we pay as well. So I really want to thank people that do that. And as I said, everybody that um, interacts with me, you know, I can't find everybody a job, but I will get them networking with PMI and I will get them skills training through Skillport. So those are really valuable things that are so important for people in their careers that I, I offer to everybody. So I look forward to doing that. Thank you so much. Well, thank you very much uh, for sharing that. Now, Spencer, um, you're with Altium Leadership and you've been doing this teamwork, uh, leadership, coaching, training, mentoring for a long time. And if people want to learn more about the services that you provide and how you might be able to help them, how do they reach out to you? Thank you, Christian. Go to my website, our website, altiumleadership.com. That's A-L-T-I-U-M, leadership. And Teresa, you got a chance to, to participate in some of my, uh, my trainings recently. 
Awesome. I mean, you guys will, you have great topics and events. I highly encourage people to check them out and join. I think they get a lot from your podcasts. Yep. Yeah. And we, well, we were live in Reno. You were able to uh, attend some of those in the past. And so that's always fun to see you there and have great conversations with you. So Christian, I, you know what, he's, we didn't really have a chance to introduce you, uh, Teresa, but he is consulting with major organizations like the International Olympic Committee and and uh, FIFA World Cup, you know, sporting events all around the world. And, uh, you know, when you were talking about that, that uh, was it called Hinterview, it just reminded me a little bit of your system, Christian Ricanto, which is all about, you know, t- sharing uh, video stories and, and uh, connecting people. To stories and so i thought i was thinking that when she was talking that yeah we'll definitely have a conversation teresa after this and uh if anybody uh, is interested in reaching out you can find me on linkedin as well just uh, look for christian napier and uh and also you can visit uh, our website raconto r-a-k-o-n-t-o dot i-o so teresa thank you so much spencer it's been a pleasure once again and next week we've got another exciting show coming up And we hope you will all join us for that. So thank you, listeners. Please like and subscribe to our podcast, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks, guys. Have a good day, everybody.